was super pumped because he was like, hey, Alexa, will you preach? And then he gave me the older brother, and it's like, you don't make many friends after the older brother. Uh, after the younger brother, people usually cry, and they're like, oh, Pastor, great sermon, just like last Sunday. Oh, Jay. But the older brother, I get the hard stuff, and then I don't get to make friends. And it's like, nice, Jay, get the new guy the hard one. And if he was here, he'd be saying something like boo-boo to me and something really rude and not uplifting. But anyways, we're going to talk about the older brother this morning. And let's just, uh, let's just stop and pray one more time um, until the end of the service. Father God, uh, I'm going to pray a selfish prayer. Uh, would you just speak through me this morning? Would you work my, my mouth like a puppet and just control everything that I say? And if it's not good, then just shut me up. I just want to glorify you, Father, and I, I want to convict hearts this morning because of what you have to say. Not what I want to push, not an agenda that I want to push, but what you have to say this morning. So, Father, we welcome you in our hearts. We welcome you in our lives. We welcome you more in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to preach down below. Is that okay? Good. And I, you'll notice that I'm a guy who loves interaction. So if you feel like talking back to me, I welcome it. If it's nice, okay? Um, but I, I have not done this in a while. I haven't preached in a long time. I used to be a youth pastor before this. So I got to do this every single Thursday, and I was pumped to do this every single Thursday, but now I don't get to do it as much. So I have a whole lot to say um, in 40 minutes or something like that. Um, so we're going to pound through this. I love preaching this older brother story to students, though, especially students and, and I guess even adults who have grown up in the church their entire life. They've always been around the faith, and it's just, it's just normal. This older brother story is going to affect you deeply this morning. And if you haven't grown up in the church, I promise you're still going to get rocked this morning. Because I've been rocked over and over again. I, I was a guy who grew up in the church. I was always around the church. My dad was an elderly church, and my mom was heavily involved in the church. And, but I also relate to this because I wasn't doing the churchly things. Um, I was on youth group nights and, and Sunday mornings. I was killing it on those days. Man, I was a good Christian those days. Whew. But the rest of the time, I, I, you wouldn't have even known that I was saved. And that's, that's kind of who I am. That's why I have such a passion for all of this. But throughout this message, I want you to remember this one phrase. And this is kind of in a... I hate this mic. Man, this is terrible. It's fine. I want you to remember this one... Uh, this one phrase, being a Christian should not be an obligation, okay? Following Jesus should not be such a drag. Following Jesus should not be boring. Following Jesus should not be like a grocery list where we check off the things that we put in our basket, basket and we say, good job. Following Jesus should be exciting, should be a wild ride, should be pretty incredible. Following Jesus is the only fullness that I have found in my entire life, and I've tried a lot of things to find it. If you ask, if you walk around a mall on a, on a given day, and you, I've actually done this, and it's kind of fun, 
aren't you a Christian? What do you think their number one answer is? Interaction. Come on. Christians are hypocrites, okay? I don't want to be a hypocrite. Go ahead. Very tolerant. Intolerant, okay? Too many rules. That's the one I'm going to focus on this morning. Being a Christian has way too many rules. It's, yeah, it's such a drag. I have to check so many boxes every single day, and it's just such a drag to be a Christian. What if I told you that's such a lie? That's such a lie. Being a Christian is a privilege. It's incredible. Being a Christian should not be an obligation. If, if Jay didn't already title this sermon for me, I would probably not call it the older brother. But even though we're going to focus on the older brother, I would probably call it relationship, not religion. Or shut off cruise control. Or um, don't check the box. Or maybe even wake up. Wake up, America Church. That's what I would probably call it. I have such passion for this. And I'm going to kind of take a spin on this older brother story. Usually we focus on, oh, he's, he's jealous. And <laughs> he's laughing back there because I told him I was going to yell. I'm like, hey, get ready. I didn't give him the signal. Sorry, I'll twist the hair in this way. <laughs> Wasn't it great having another hipster in the room, though? <laughs> Jeez, that was awesome. I'm like, woo, let's go. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> but anyways, I'm going to take a spin on this story. Usually we focus on a jealousy and, oh, he didn't the spin I want to take on this is the older brother did all the right things, but he wasn't in the father's house at the end of the story. The older brother checked all the boxes, he did all the correct things, but he wasn't in the father's house. That's convicting, right? It's kind of scary, right? Would you turn with me to Luke 15, and we're gonna, I'm just going to read this all the way through up front because that's the way I like to do things. Luke 15, 25 through 32. I'll give you a sec. And it's not going to be on the screen because I believe that if you show up to church, you should probably have your Bible. But I won't go too far on that. Now his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fat calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you, I have never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who devoured the property with prostitutes, you killed the fat calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this brother of yours was dead, but now is alive. He was lost, and now is found. We move 
right past that the older brother is working in the fields and messing around in the fields and not celebrating. He's not in the father's house. What's, what's the father's house represent? What does it represent? Come on. What? Being a believer close? The kingdom of God, heaven. The father's house represents heaven. You can do all the right things, Faith Venture, and I am going to journey to say that you will not enter through those gates at the end of time. That's really scary, right? Have I made friends yet? <laughs> you guys happy I'm here? <laughs> Jeez. But this isn't my word, this isn't my theories, okay? I'm going to point to another passage. Matthew 7, 21 through 24. Write this down if you're taking notes. This is kind of a verse that should keep you up at night. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles. And then I will, t I will look to them, the Father will look to them and say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practices lawlessness. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. Doesn't that scare you? It scares me. It convicts me. That's why I'm so passionate about not, relate, not religion. I... I don't like religion. I don't like religion. But I love being in a relationship with my father, with my Abba. You know? There's nothing like it. The words, I never knew you. The father looking at me and saying, I never knew you. Depart from me. Our God is I just want to take some risk 
faith venture to be a church that is founded on, wow, they take a lot of risks. And it's okay if we look stupid. I don't want to be a total Debbie Downer the entire Sunday. I always want to give something that we can take home with us and say, okay, how, how, do, I, how do I move closer to what this weird guy is talking about? Being a Christian should not be an obligation. Being a Christian should be something we naturally do. You know, you don't have to think to have your heart beat, right? You don't have to think to breathe unless you're underwater and you just really want to breathe. You don't have to think to do any of these, uh, I, I should really think about pushing blood through my body. I don't have to do that. Being a Christian should be that same thing. Should be that same mentality of, hey, I'm just going to function and I'm going to go after this with everything I've got. And I shouldn't have to think that hard about it. Okay? So, before I get too ahead of myself, question I want to ask you guys. And this might hit a little close to home, but I'm going to go for it. If Faith Venture were to close, how would your life change? How would your day-to-day -day life change? What would be different? Maybe not much. You'd probably still have your friends and you'd just find another church. Right? Let's be completely honest. Okay, let me take it a step further. If all Christian churches closed, how would your life change? That's a little harder. Okay, I might still have my friends, and I guess we could meet in my basement. But all churches closed, and I couldn't go to church anywhere. How would that affect your, your spiritual walk? Would you still be a Christian? Take it a step further. What if you were the last Christian on earth? How would your life change? Would you still go after the things that you're that the Lord calls us to go after? Would we still be striving in relationship? Or would we say, ah, I guess I was nuts. I guess I was part of some weird cult. And now I guess I gotta find something else to invest in. Or go to on Sunday mornings or Saturday nights. How would your life change? Would your faith be strong enough to continue to press on? If all the odds were against you, would you still press on? Or would you just think, ah, I must have been crazy? Sometimes we think we just follow the rules and be a good person and say Jesus once a week that we get to go to heaven. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that's probably not true. You can check all the boxes of religion and check all the boxes like, oh, I worship this week. Nice. I pray before dinner. Sweet. Good job, Lex. Stop. 
Are you going after more of a relationship with God Almighty? Are you going after more faith in your life? Or what are you going after? Are you striving for that one thing that always remains and on and on and on and on it goes? Forever and ever? Where it doesn't stop? The Lord doesn't stop. Or are we just okay with where we're at? We're okay with just, ah, I'm cool. I don't want to dive too much into that. It takes a lot of time. I'm tired after work. I'm tired after whatever it might be. I'm tired after work, too. Is a wee thing. I struggle with this just as much as everybody else. And maybe this doesn't even end up. Maybe this isn't even talking to you right now. I don't know. It should be. Because there's always more in the Lord. So maybe you're asking why I'm so nuts over this and why I just got weirder than just with my weird hair. Um, I mean, all you guys have had to put up with is me behind the mic singing at you guys. Now you actually have to like deal with me on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm kind of in your face because I always want to see transformation. So if I offend you, please talk to me afterwards. Don't just like, oh, screw that guy. Okay, please talk to me afterwards. I don't want to really hurt you too much, um, but I am, I am a kind of all or nothing guy. So uh, I'm going to turn to Acts because this is the best representation in that I can hang on to of like, okay, who were guys who were going after it all the time? They were just running after the Lord all the time. Who were those guys? Let's look at Acts. Acts 1.14 says, These, wow, here we go. All, these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. All in one mind continually. Continually devoting those are like, and it doesn't stop. Continually devoting. Sometimes we think, uh, I'm just freaking awesome at fellowship. You know? I'm going to poke a little fun with everybody. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm just such a boss at freaking fellowship. I'm just awesome at fellowshipping. I love being in community with my, with my believers. And I'm saying, Cool. I love that you're being with them. What are you talking about? Because what this says is they're continually devoting themselves to prayer. Is that what your fellowshipping means? Is that what your community means? Is that you are literally sitting around your family room praying after what the Lord has for you? After what the Lord has for this nation? After what the Lord has for Colorado? After what the Lord has for this congregation? That's fellowship. You guys ever been to a prayer meeting? Yeah? I want to see some hands. Come on. I need, I need, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prayer meetings are fire, man. I was hoping more students would be in here. Thank you, Abby, for being here. Whew. They are intense. You know why? One mind continually devoting to prayer. All of your focus is on the Lord. That's it. Doesn't matter 
I mean, I'm already thinking about lunch. I can't wait for lunch. What if we could shut that off? Say, God, you have all of my focus. You have everything that I've got. Fellowship is God-centered. One mind continually devoting to prayer. Could you imagine what would happen to Faith Venture if that was our fellowship? We'd need six services. We would need a bigger room. We would need bigger speakers. We would need... You fill in the blank. What if that was our fellowship? That would be sweet. That would be incredible. Think of just, maybe if you live in a cul-de-sac, just think of those families. Just think of your street. Be incredible. Okay, I'm done ranting on that. Read um, Acts 2.1. When the day of Pentecost has come, they were all together in one place. I would journey to say that they were doing the exact same thing in 114. They were devoting themselves to prayer. They were giving the Lord praise. They were waiting on the Lord. And guess what? Pentecost happened. If you don't know what Pentecost is, it's, it was when the entire universe changed. When everything changed. And you can't help but smile when you So then those who had received his word were baptized, um, and that day they were added about 3,000 souls. That's a lot. That's a lot. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking, taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began to sell their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anybody might need them. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. times did you hear everyone and continually and devoting and those kinds of words over and over and over. One thing I love is on a lighter note, breaking of bread. Set it in there. I'm not saying hey don't eat with each other. That's great. I'm so glad that scripture says hey eat. That's great. That's awesome. I love to eat. And there's nothing better to do than eat and talk about the Lord. So awesome. You guys don't think it's that awesome? No? No? Okay. <laughs> Fine. I love eating. It might not look like it, but heck, I can throw 
throw down. <laughs> All right, back on track. But they were together eating food, praying together, still giving praise to the Lord. I'm not saying all you have to do is sit in a circle and sway back and forth and pray. You can eat. You can talk. You can praise the Lord and say, hey, look at what he just did. That's awesome. That's so cool. That should get you fired up. I don't know why you guys are so smart. All right, whatever. 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls. Man, this thing really is fighting me. 3,000 souls. That's a lot of people. That's a ton of people. In one day. Everything changed. That's why I'm so crazy about it. I want to see thousands rushing in church doors. It doesn't have to be Faith Venture. It could be any church down the road. I want to see thousands hearing the good news of Jesus and getting saved. Man, that's so cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? What if our streets weren't filled with people angry? Like downtown, everybody's just pissed. What if that was people filling up the streets and saying, God, I'm yours. God, you take it all. That would be sweet. That's what I imagine this day looking like. 3,000, and day by day, day by day, day after day, Christianity took off. It exploded. Makes me ask, what happened? <laughs> what? What the heck happened? All of a sudden, we are going downhill in reverse. And as a Christian, you feel like you're almost drowning. Like, what happened to us? And you look at China, and it's just exploding, you know? That's a, that's probably all have seen the videos and Adventure, I want to see our doors rust. I want to see our devotion on, I guess, seven days a week. Not just Sunday morning for an hour or an hour and a half with Jacob's mom. <laughs> Chill out. Where are we 
comfortable with where we're at? Are you guys comfortable with where you're at? In your relationship to Jesus, are you comfortable with where you're at? I'm not. Please don't let your walk ever be comfortable. In Acts 247, the Lord was adding the number day by day. And yet today we're watching thousands of churches close every week. Thousands. Being a Christian is a privilege because the Lord reaches down and decides, hey, Brady, I want to use you today. That's insane. If you know Brady at all, that's insane. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's insane, though. He says, hey, uh, Blake, I want to use you. Holy Spirit says, hey, I want to use you. Reaches down and says, I want you to do my work today. That's insane. Just looking at my life, looking at how messed up I am, why would the Lord want to use me? That's nutty. Like, Lord, you went nuts, so what is going on with you? But it's true, he wants to use you. He decides to use his creation, his people, to do his work. But we have to be in relationship with him. We can't just check boxes, church. <laughs> we just can't check boxes. There's not a little sheet that we get handed every single Sunday morning that says, hey, do these things this week, and you'll get into heaven. Where it's not that. That's nutty. That's cult-like. Spend time with the Lord. Be in relationship with the Lord. Spend time with Him. Watch your life shift. We mark this Sunday as a Sunday where we throw away cruise control, where our gas pedal's always to the floor, always chasing after the Lord, always going after what He desires for us. Can we do that? Yeah? No? Nobody? Yeah? Scott, thank you. Who else? Yes, Devin, thank you. Can we put that gas pedal to the floor and see what our, what we're capable of? Watch this church explode. Watch your relationship with Jesus explode. Watch this community explode. You know there's a lot of houses surrounding here? I know some of you fill them, but there's a lot of seats. This person should be really uncomfortable because I keep on walking up to them. Okay? 
this person should be very uncomfortable. Why aren't they here? Dang it. <laughs> let's throw away cruise control and let's push in to what the Lord has for us. Spending time with him, spending time in his word, praying constantly, continually, finding a group of people that you like and praying with them. Going after it, making a nice meal. Have seen some of the meals you post? Make some of those. Eat, fellowship, pray around them, and say, hey, God did this this week. God did, did this just 30 minutes before we even sat down. That's awesome. There's so much power in testimony. You guys ever heard like some of those awesome testimonies? Share those with your friends. When the Lord comes down and intervenes, says, no, I've got way more in store for you. There's nothing like that. If you've grown up in the church, shut up, cruise control, and always be striving for more. Always going after the Lord more and more and more. Never be comfortable with where you're at. You can find contentment in the Lord, yes. But not in, his, not in your relationship with Him. Like, I, I always love using this illustration. I'll close with this. Um, <laughs> I'll close with this. If you were to spend an hour and a half once a week with your friends, how good of friends would you be with them? Or Perry, if you were to only spend an hour and a half with Stephanie, or Stephanie, that's all you can stand of Perry,
give us a burst of energy to just spend time with you. You want to hang out with us. May we want it as bad as you want it. Father, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, again, if you guys need prayer, um, please come up to me. Or if you have questions, please come up to me. I know I went through a lot this morning, but yeah, whatever. Um, next week is our final restless week. Um, Jay will be back. You guys can applaud for that if you want to. <laughs> Jay will be back on next week to finalize. And I think, what's he talking about? What's it on the bottom of the board? What is it? Father. Yeah. He's talking about the Father. He's spoken to the Father. So be here next week. Bring a friend. Let's watch heaven explode. Okay? Love you guys. Have a blessed week.